Hello, friends, and welcome to the Lifestyle Engineering Podcast. This is your host, Dr. B, your lifestyle engineer. In this podcast, we help you escape the rat race and find purpose-led, meaningful work. We help you design systems that make it easy for you to succeed. We give you tools and strategies to build your productivity, to free your time and attention for the things that matter most. Live by design, not by default. Let's get it. Hello, 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 friends. Thanks for joining me today. We're going to talk about how systems are superior when you're trying to make change and get results. And I know a lot of you listen to this podcast because you're trying to make some change, because you're trying to achieve some kind of goal. And what I have found to be so important is having a system. A lot of people rely on pure will or willpower to get things done, to try to achieve their goals. But willpower is just not enough. We only have a finite resource when it comes to will because willpower actually takes up a lot of our mental and physical resources. And there's only so much that we have. And if we keep draining the tank, the reservoir, we will eventually succumb and not be able to achieve the goals we set out to achieve. Willpower is just not enough. And a great book about willpower is by Benjamin Hardy. It's called Willpower Doesn't Work. That's a good one to check out. I'll give you an example of a study that was done. And I do like to quote studies because it's important for me to show that people have actually looked at this in a scientific way and come to some conclusions about things. So you'll find that I always quote some kind of study. So a study was done and they had people memorize a long string of numbers to be able to recall later. In between the memorization and the recall, they offered them some kind of snack And it was either, I think, a piece of cake or some fruit. Of course, the healthier choice is to choose the fruit. Those people who had been required to memorize this long sequence of numbers, well, guess what happened? More of them chose the cake than those people who did not have to memorize the numbers. Well, what does this all mean? Willpower takes up cognitive resources. It puts a cognitive load on us. And when we already have a load on our brain. So we already have a cognitive load. And so there wasn't a lot left at the moment to resist the urge to have the cake. So a lot of people, a lot more people tended to have the cake, which was less healthy than have the fruit. So how do you translate that into your personal life? Well, willpower is just not enough. It's not going to work long term to really achieve your goals because you might be able to do it in short bursts, but making a lasting change You need more than that. And that's when systems come in. Systems are superior to willpower. Systems eat willpower for breakfast. When you're trying to accomplish a goal that's really important, you don't want to leave it to chance or to your ability to fight your urges or impulses. So you want to build in systems that make it easy for you to actually get the results that you want. There's a fantastic quote from a show I love, and I'm exposing my extreme nerdiness here, but I love Stargate SG-1, and I've watched every episode probably at least twice. And there's one episode where someone says, there are some urges or impulses that are so strong, the only way to win is to deny it battle. And that is so true for achieving your goals. You don't want it to depend on you being able to control your impulses and to make good decisions in the moment. You build systems that make it easy for you to make the right decisions. So don't depend on fighting the impulses. 
create a system that avoids the fight. And here are some practical ways to do this. First, you need to get super, super clear on what your desired outcome is. One of the easiest ways to fail at achieving your goals is not being very clear on that desired outcome. If it's fuzzy, if you don't have clarity around it, it's going to be very hard to achieve it. If you don't know where you're going, then any road will get you there. So get very clear around your desired outcomes. Two is change your environment. If you want different results, you have to do something different. And a great way to do that is to change your environment. It might include creating a space for you to do the work you need to do or removing obstacles that stand in your way, whether it's time drains or things, physical things in the environment, where maybe you just need a separate space, so you need to move some things out of your environment or people out of your environment. Yes, sometimes you definitely have to change the people in your environment. It is said that you're the product of the five people who you spend the most time with. So if you're always the smartest person in the room, you should change rooms. You should find a group of people who stretch you, who make you better, who make you want to be better, who help you find resources and help you achieve those goals and get those outcomes. And invest in some kind of mentor or coach. Invest in yourself. And a mentor or coach is a great way to do that. Again, it's about finding those people who are going to help you get better. A good coach should hold you accountable. They should dri help drive you to the results that you're looking for and to make the changes that you need. A third practical way to put in systems in your life is to create some kind of routine or multiple routines. And routines are very important because what they help us do is to reduce cognitive load. The less decisions that you have to make, the better. Do not make a hundred decisions when one will do. There's a reason why Steve Jobs wore the same thing over and over and over. It's not because he loved black turtlenecks. It's because it was one less decision to make. He wore this every day. He didn't have to think about it. He didn't have to use up his cognitive resources trying to decide what to wear today. A lot of high-performance people who are really successful eat very similar things for breakfast. They have the same thing over and over or a group of things that they rotate again so they don't have to make that decision every morning. Think about how much time and mental energy you can save if you don't have to think about what you wear. You don't have to think about what you're going to eat in the morning that those decisions had been made a long time ago and it's just a matter of executing it every morning. What would that do for your morning routine? And another part of this is to eliminate things, again, that don't add value in your routine as well. A lot of times we include things in our routines or what we do because we have this fear of missing out. Just in case I need this, just in case. We need to move from fear of missing out to the joy of missing out. So from FOMO to JOMO. Understand that there is an opportunity cost to everything, but also your mental resources are costly as well. And by eliminating certain things from your routines and things that you don't really need to do that are not going to move you forward, you are able to release some of those resources, the mental energy, the mental space, physical space, towards doing things that actually move you forward. Another part of the routine is not only to create daily sort of routines, but long-term routines. For example, a reflective practice. It's really important to have a way to reflect. You want to learn from the things that are happening to you. And without that period of time when you can really process what's going on in your life and then look back on it, 
it becomes very hard to see trends and also to see the progress that you've made. That's one of the things that when I started to implement it, it really changed my life. Because it's so, we sometimes don't give ourselves enough credit. When I look back at some of the things I was reflecting on even three, six months ago, I can already see how I've made progress in the changes that I've made. But without that reflective practice, I wouldn't have been able to do that. There should be a part of it that's daily or weekly, but there needs to be a longer term every three months or six months or annually that you look back at your progress, what you've accomplished, where you didn't accomplish what you wanted, and start to identify trends and patterns and use that information in going forward. One of the ways that I implemented this, for example, triaging your email. We get a lot of email, especially at work. And an easy way to create mental space is to create rules that triage your email so you don't have to literally respond to everything. That you can have certain things that go into certain certain folders and you are able to set aside time to deal with them. Because what happens is we respond to the urgent things and sometimes the important but not urgent things get left behind. And the fourth practical way to implement systems is by error-proofing the systems that you create. This is lent straight from the lean manufacturing world. In the Toyota production system, they call it pokayoke, and it's translated in English to sort of mistake-proofing, error-proofing. So what you do is as you build your system, you implement error-proofing into it so that you can identify when things go wrong and how when things go off track, and you have ready-made responses to when those things happen. So in practical terms, some things you can implement. One, you identify ways to get back on track if you get off track. And when you're talking about long-term goals, it's very likely that you're going to deviate a little bit from what you planned. So you build in ways to get back on track into your system. So if I don't work out for X number of days, this is what I do to get back on track. It could be somebody you, you who's helped you enlist, somebody, a partner, a workout buddy, or something like that. If you're not eating well like you wanted to, you're not saving like you want to, you want to get out of your job and you're not doing the things you need to get out of your job, whether it's your resume or making contacts or networking, you have predetermined responses to getting off track. Also important is to build in tracking and accountability into your system. So if there is something that you want to do daily, there should be some kind of tracking where you put a check mark. It could be something physical. It could be something on your phone. It could be in your calendar that you identify that, yes, I've done this. And you could see how long you've been doing it, what streaks that you have, when did you miss, what was going on. Just being able to see when you've done what you say you're going to do is a very powerful tool. And of course, you build an accountability could be people to hold you accountable, like a coach or a mentor. It could be rewards that you give yourself when you accomplish certain parts of your goal. Or it could be disincentives that you implement into your system that have to take place if you deviate from your goal. One thing I know some hardcore people do is if they don't achieve their goal or they don't do what they specified, they have a certain amount of money that goes towards a charity that they absolutely hate. And again, they don't leave it to themselves because then you might not do it. So they send a check to a friend and say, if I don't do X, Y, Z, you need to mail this check into, you know, whatever this charity is or that they don't believe in. Very powerful. 
this is an example of implementing consequences to failure that are pretty high. And that provides a serious disincentive to not doing the work to get to your goals. And another part of the error-proof system is to building a measure of social accountability. So if you're doing something that's really high stakes and it's important to you to achieve it, you can create social pressure by letting people know, for example, that you're doing this. I recommend that you be very careful with this because there are some people who are not supportive of what you're doing and that can make it hard. But if you have a tribe, if you have a group of people you can depend on, you can let them know that you're doing this thing, you're trying to achieve this goal, you're trying to get this result, and they can provide not only support, but they can remind you that you said you were going to do X, Y, Z. That's also very powerful. Nobody wants to look bad in front of their tribe. I hope this has shown you why systems are superior. They are superior to willpower. They are superior to just leaving it to chance. If you want to get results, you have to build in systems and make them error proof. Make it easy for you to succeed and hard for you to fail. Don't depend on fighting the urge. Build in systems to avoid the fight. Thanks for joining me and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Lifestyle Engineering Podcast. If you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We'll see you next time.